This is episode number 219 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute. My goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. On this episode, I'm going to share with you my presentation skills checklist. That's that's what you can use when you're being asked to deliver a speech. It's the kind of checklist that like that pilots use in order to kind of lower the risk of crashing an airplane, that kind of thing. You know, it's basically you go through and make sure everything is perfect before you actually take the plane off the ground. Well, you can do the same thing with your presentations. Make sure everything is perfect before you actually stand up to speak. And if you do that, um, it's going to lower the, your risk of something negative happening in that, that, that speech. And it's also going to increase your opportunity to perform well in front of a group. That's going to increase dramatically. The episode is sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear or become a more persuasive speaker, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in cities like Atlanta and Dallas and Baltimore, Charlotte, Miami, Denver, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Los Angeles. By the way, you'll notice Los Angeles is on there. We're back to teaching our classes in California. So if you're in the Los Angeles area or even San Diego or San Francisco, those classes have all been posted. And in fact, we just posted our fourth quarter classes to the website last week. So if um, if you've contacted our office in the last few months or last couple of years, really, uh, and tried to get a class in your local area, make sure and look at that updated schedule on fearlesspresentations.com for details, because a lot of those classes are now posted and ready and, and accepting, accepting registrations right now. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. So today we're going to talk about a presentation skills checklist that can make designing and delivering a presentation much easier and much less risky for you. <laughs> when folks go through our presentation skills classes, they're often surprised at how simple public speaking really is. Um, th that is if you have a structure, right? If you follow the simple checklist, like we're going to show you how to use today. Um, for instance, before pilots take the plane off the ground, they always follow a written checklist. It's written down. It's a checkbox where they have to go in and make sure that everything is perfect on that airplane before they take it off the ground. They don't, they don't follow this process by memory. Instead, they check off each task one by one. And there's a reason why every pilot in the world does this. The process takes a tremendous amount of risk out of the equation when they do this. So um, the, the checklist also takes something very, very complex and makes it very simple. You know, flying an airplane is not easy, but the checklist makes it easier because we know that nothing's fallen through the cracks. So great presenters do the same thing. If you follow a simple presentation checklist, you can make delivering the, the presentation way less risky for yourself. Um, in my classes, I teach my students how to design an entire presentation from start to finish in 15 minutes or less. And the class members are often kind of shocked at how fast that they can design their, their presentations. They, they finish in minutes what would have typically taken them hours and, or in some cases weeks to complete. 
So what we're going to focus on here is this simple presentation checklist that you can use when you design your PowerPoint presentations. It'll help you shorten your preparation time. It'll also help you reduce your public speaking fear when you stand up to speak. So let's start with, with step number one. Step number one, the very first thing that you want to do before you start to do any designing, before you want to start to do any writing, before you start to do any type of preparation or design any slides or anything like that, you want to start by thinking about what your audience really wants or needs to know about the topic, right? Most people start the presentation design process by asking themselves, all right, so what do I really want to say about this topic? And that is a huge, 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 huge mistake. Remember that your presentation should be designed to help the audience understand the content better. It has nothing to do with you. So the more that you focus on yourself, the more nervous you're going to be and the less your audience is going to like you, by the way, the less they're going to like your presentation. Instead, ask yourself a different question at this point. What does my audience really need to know and how can I help the audience understand this topic better? You ask those questions, you get your preparation is a lot easier and a lot more interesting for the audience. So basically, just put yourself in the shoes of the person who's sitting in your audience. What problems or challenges is this person facing is facing that your knowledge, what you know, will help him or her overcome? So before you design a slide or create a bullet point, you want to make sure to follow step number one in this in this presentation skills checklist, because if you skip it, your presentation can go off the rails really, really quickly. I'll give you an example. Years ago, I was helping an engineering firm design a presentation for a potential customer, for a potential client that they had. This, their, their goal, by the way, was to get the big client to hire them. So they, this was a sales presentation. So before I started working with them, though, they had already created kind of a rough draft of their talking points, and they wanted to start by telling the potential customer about their experience. And in fact, they pretty much, they designed their entire presentation about how great they were. And so they spent, they were going to spend the entire time, that entire sales presentation, talking about themselves and how great they were and how the, this potential customer or client would be a fool to not hire them. The problem, though, was that the content was it was a great stroke to the ego of the presenters. You know, they got to you know talk about how great they were and that kind of thing. But it was not very helpful to the audience. Um, so I suggested that they focus more on the engineering challenges that the client was experiencing. What are those things? What are those pain points? that the client is experiencing right now and then show the client how they could help them make those challenges go away. That, that process, by the way, created a much more effective presentation. It was much more efficient and it was more fun for them to deliver, by the way, because they were now helping the audience overcome some of these challenges. So step number two in the presentation checklist is to create a compelling title. <laughs> so when you design your presentation. I always tell my class members, by the way, once you create a great title, the presentation almost writes itself. And that statement is so, so, so true. If you have a great topic or a great title, uh, designing a great, great presentation around it is pretty easy. However, if your title is very vague or if it's generic, then designing the presentation gets much, much harder. So a compelling topic really has two different parts. Part one is that this topic or title is going to have a specific line of information that the audience needs or wants to know that they probably don't already know. 
then part two is a benefit to the audience if they understand this information. So these two things, by the way, this is something that it took us the better part of a decade, maybe almost two to really uncover as we were coaching more and more people how to design presentations. And this, once we kind of, once this, this two-part title process clicked, it, it changed things exponentially. I mean, the way that you design your presentation it is, it gets so much easier when you focus your title in both of these areas. So let's start with the first part. A, a compelling title contains specific information that the audience needs to know. For instance, let's say that you're giving a project report. Well, most project managers will just give their presentation a generic title like, well, project report. I mean, that's basically it. If you think about it, if they're let's say they're going to give this project report once a month at the at the 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 uh, monthly meeting for staff or whatever, uh, if they just title the project report project report every single time, then that title isn't really helping them develop the content that the audience really needs to know about what happened in this in the last month. It, it, it also gives the audience no reason to pay attention. It's completely uninteresting. There's no reason why anybody would want to pay attention to a presentation titled project report. So the project manager is kind of behind the eight ball before he or she even begins to speak. Before they say anything, it's already they've already made the process more difficult. So instead this manager can think about what important things have happened since that last project report has, has taken place and then summarize the information in, in that first part, summarize the information that has occurred since the last project meeting uh, and put that in as the first part of the title. So for instance, perhaps in previous reports, materials have been delayed and as a result, the project was kind of behind schedule. However, this month, the team got back on schedule. So that's probably the most important thing that you want to cover. And so the original title of project report might turn into something like the project is now back on schedule. Much more interesting. So that's now now the, it's giving the people in the audience something that they want or that they need. And if you think about it, you'd have a tough time delivering a presentation about project report because the project may have thousands of component parts. And most of those parts are of no interest to the audience whatsoever. However, if you focus just on the fact that we get back on schedule, the presenter is going to have an easier time designing the presentation around that because he or she is just going to tell us about the things that they did to get back on schedule. Um, so the second part of this, this catchy title is that a compelling title contains a benefit to the audience. So when you want to kind of create this benefit statement, pretend like you're setting in the audience. Pretend, pretend like you're one of these audience members. Um, what? Why would you even care about what is being said to you, right? And it, and if the answer is I wouldn't, you probably want to skip this the speech entirely because you're wasting everybody's time in that case. So going back to that project report example, getting back on schedule likely keep us from incurring incurring additional penalties or incurring some type of penalty, right? So now you've got both parts of that title. The compelling title should be something like the project is now back on schedule, so it's likely not to incur delay penalties. So with both of those things in there, that's a really effective title for a project report because it's telling the people in the audience exactly what happened since the previous report, and it gives them a reason why they should pay attention. Much more interesting than project report. 
So step three in this process is to choose a few key points to expand upon. Most of the time we suggest people use maybe three to five bullet points in their entire presentation from, from start to finish or from the time that you give them a break is probably a better way to say it. doesn't mean that you can't cover any more than five bullet points. It just means that per sitting, you know, maybe cover three, four, five points and then uh, maybe take a break and then come back and cover, cover a few more. It's going to make it easier for your audience to comprehend the content and understand the what, what you're trying to, to get across to them and also remember it a whole lot more. The challenge here, though, is that since we know so much about our topic, we tend to want to tell the audience everything that we know about that topic. However, this leads to a delivery method that we call data dumping. <laughs> That's where the speaker covers way too much stuff in too little time. For the audience, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. They just get a bunch of stuff. It, it just they they don't they don't they don't get the content that they really want because it's bombarded. It's, 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 it, there's so much other stuff in there that makes it more difficult. So a lot of times speakers will follow into this trap though, because we think that if we don't tell the audience everything that we know that we failed as a speaker, the opposite is actually more true though. Uh, most audience members don't want, they don't want us to waste their time telling them a bunch of crap. They don't, they don't really care about. So instead you want to design your bullet points by just identifying a few key most important points. So think about this new topic that, that you've just created and list out as just the most important things that the audience would need to know that will help them get that benefit that you've identified for them. So going back to the example that we've been working on in, in, in the, the podcast so far, what were the most important things that we did in the last month or the last period since since, we, since the last project that got us back on schedule and just kind of start listing those things out. We did this and we did this and we did this and we did. So maybe we may come up with five, six, seven, 10, 15, 20 things, but which of these things were most helpful in helping us not incur those penalties? So once you make the list, then go back now and then rank each one of these based on their importance. You're going to end up, you may end up with a lengthy list, or it might actually be a very small list. Either way, though, it's 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 in a single in a single sitting anyway. The audience will only be able to retain three to five main points that you say. So if you're just delivering a single speech, you probably want to focus your bullet points on just the top five items or fewer that you came up with in your list. If you cover more points, the audience probably is not going to remember them anyway. So just focus on just the most important points. So now that you have your, your really key, most important bullet points, then step four now is to insert proof for each of these bullet points. Basically, each of those bullet points is a statement that you're making to the audience. Now you have to prove that those statements are true. Just as an FYI, the bulk of your presentation design is now over. Once you've gotten this far, the rest of it is fairly quick and easy. And most likely you've probably only spent maybe five to 10 minutes so far designing this presentation. So you'll probably get finished in the next five to, to 10 minutes max. So step four in the presentation skills checklist is to now prove that each one of your bullet points is true. Pretend like you're an attorney and you're making a case to a jury. Your bullet points are the accusations that you're making. Now you have to prove that each one of those accusations are true. So a good way to do that is to insert a few items like stories or examples or facts or analogies or demonstrations or samples 
Each of those things are things that you can use to prove that your point is true. The project manager telling us about getting back on schedule could easily prove each one of his points just with his own memories or her own examples or stories. So all he or she has to do is just explain in a little detail how each of those things occurred. So for instance, one of those might sound like this. The, the project manager could say something like, hey, one of the ways that we got back on schedule was to order materials and then store them on site. For instance, on past projects, when materials were in stock, we just ordered them on an as-needed basis, had no problems. This time, though, we had to wait sometimes as long as four weeks to get flooring just for the for building one. Once we finished building one, got to that point, it took us four additional weeks to get the flooring for that building. And so we kind of got off track on our schedule. So, so to help us get back on track, we ordered enough flooring for all four of the buildings that we're creating. And, and now we're just storing that flooring, the extra storing in the completed building one. Um, a little example like that goes a long way because it helps the it helps the the people in the audience picture whatever it is that you're trying to get across to them. It shows them what you're doing, the creativity that you're that you have, and what you and your team are doing to uh, get the result that they're looking for. So if you prove each one of your bullet points along the way, then the group is going to very easily agree with your conclusion at the end of the presentation. So the final step, step number five in your presentation skills checklist is to now create your slideshow or create your visual aids. I say slideshow because we kind of use that interchangeably with other visual aids. But in reality, the more you get away from PowerPoint or your slideshow, a lot of times the better your visual aids will be. Uh, but basically, this is when you actually start to design those visual aids. The absolute biggest mistake that most presenters make is starting the process, starting this entire presentation creation process by designing their slideshow first. They use the visual aid creation as a brainstorming session for themselves. And the hope is that they're going to create this fantastic slideshow that's just going to wow the audience. And then the words will just come much easier because the pressure is now off. And by the way, that never happens. <laughs> that, that is that is so unlikely to happen. In fact, I've been doing this for almost three decades now, and I've never seen that happen before. Instead, you'll end up with a series of unconnected data points and unconnected thoughts, and you'll spend a lot of time trying to connect everything together into some type of cohesive message. Eventually, though, when folks kind of do this, they realize that they've got too many slides and too many points, and they start cutting content, and so they end up with this kind of Swiss cheese presentation. So all the way around, this is a really bad, that's a really bad thing to do. You'll make your um, message much easier to deliver if once you've designed your speech, now go back and choose what visual aids you can use to better explain your content. And that's going to be a whole lot easier if you've got something fairly simple with just five bullet points. You may not, that may be the only visual aid that you actually need is just a single bullet point with the overview that you're covering, especially if you're only giving a five to 10 minute presentation. That's really fast and really easy to design. The audience is going to like it a whole lot better. And you get a chance to showcase your, your expertise a little bit more by spending more time talking about the stories and examples. Uh, but regardless, though, once you kind of create your presentation, it's a whole lot easier now to go to each one of those concepts that you're covering in your presentation and ask yourself, okay, what visual aid now can I use to make it easier for the audience to understand this concept? What's a visual aid that I can use? And at that point, it should be a whole lot easier 
than creating your slides in the beginning and then trying to figure out what you're going to say to the slide, say about the slide. So that's a much, much, much more cohesive process. It's, it's a process that you can use pretty quickly and easily to design a presentation. So the next time you have a presentation coming up, use this presentation checklist. Go back to the show notes, kind of follow the, the process, and it should make designing your presentation much faster and much easier and take a whole lot less time. All right, we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations Podcast. Bye, y'all. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.